Welcome to TrackSmack here on TrackSmackRadio.com. Don Hall here with Mike Haig, of course, Mike from RacedaySA.com. Mike, how are you? Hey, Don, I'm doing great. Good to see you again. And uh, we just came off a great weekend of racing, and I'm real excited about the guests we're going to have on the show today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, before we before we get to our guests, let's talk real quick. Uh, we did have a good uh, a good weekend of racing, and they're in Vegas. A very good race. You want to talk about it a little bit how the finish ended up? Man, how about it? Well, one of the Bush brothers gets a victory. Wasn't the Bush brother we were thinking was going to get it? We thought, you know, maybe Kyle might redeem himself and uh, get back and get another victory and finally break that streak. But it was the other brother, Kurt Busch. Mm-hmm. How about that? You know, we've been talking about him all season, Dawn, about, you know, the fact that he's um, been so close and he's he's ready to get the win. And here he is, you know, battling and, and uh, gets gets the victory. And uh, wow. And then how about Matty D, you know, second place finish for Matty? Yeah, great finish Matt, for him. And, and man, uh, just uh, lived the race lived up to the hype that was going into it. So I, I was I was pleased. Yeah, I was too. So we um, we'll talk about more of that later in the week. You know, when we kind of do our our wrap up of show because the NASCAR during the week and stuff will put out audio. They'll break more news and stuff. We'll we'll, we'll let people know we're recording. It's Tuesday. We never record this early in the weekend. <laughs> people are gonna be like, "What's going on?" But it was a special we occasion. Of, yeah, we have more of a special show today. Let's talk about it here. Yeah. So uh, one of the biggest names in NASCAR right now this season, I should say, is going to get ready to join us here in just a few minutes. And the coolest part of it all is I think six months ago, he never would have thought that those words would have been put together in a sentence and uttered out loud that Bernard Pollard Jr., Super Bowl champion Bernard Pollard Jr., would be the biggest name or one of the biggest names in NASCAR. Um, But he is. And his story from football to iRacing celebrity now and and NASCAR fan is, is just amazing, Mike. I mean, it really is. It really is. And I always like it when a, when a, somebody discovers NASCAR for the first time, a new fan, you know, who gets excited and like, what have I been missing? You know, how could I have missed out on this? And, and I always like it when I run into people or hear about people that discover something. You know, I'm a big drag racing fan. A lot of times it happens when somebody goes to the NHRA drag races and here, you know, you saw that for the first time last year. So it's always a lot of fun when you can you know introduce something to some somebody like this great sport that we love and and to see their excitement and you know it 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 changes it's life changing and uh I think for Bernard um he's he's realized that yeah definitely and you know you and I we we discussed it all the time over the last 16 years we've been able to take lots of different people to the track for their first time and I honestly don't know if I would I, I don't want to say I wouldn't enjoy the races as much cuz I would I mean I'm going to enjoy them no matter but no matter what yeah. but I find myself really Every time I bring somebody new to the racetrack, it's like me experiencing it for the first time through them vicariously. And so that's what I love. I love to be the person that, okay, watch this and see how excited they get. Because then I get rejuvenated and excited again. And I realize how freaking lucky I have been for the last 16 years to have the access. Oh, yeah. We've been blessed and we've been lucky. Yeah. And, you know... I remember my first trip to Texas World Speedway in College Station, and uh, actually I was there to cover a race. And, you know, you see cars going fast on TV, but when you get to the track and you actually see and hear and smell the, you know, the smells, the burnt rubber and the, the fuel, and you hear all the, the loud noises of the engines, and 
you see the cars whizzing by at over 100 something miles an hour i mean that's a really thrill and i remember my first time to even at texas motor speedway you know the see how big the facility is and just get caught up in the moment it's very exciting and and it's it's a experience you'll never forget and experience that i truly every time i get back to the track i love the sounds the sights the the smells, uh, it's just, it, it all comes back, especially in drag racing. I always talk about, it, I have to have my nitro fix. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, and I haven't had that this year, Don, because nope. we've been quarantined, but I don't know. There's a couple races coming up. I might. I know. Are you thinking about through. coming up in October? Oh man. I'm, I was just uh, reading the press release just now before we got on, I was reading from the NHRA about the upcoming yeah, races there at, at in Ennis. One day, I might. Just to get that smell, just to. Yeah, that's right. Just get that fixed. <laughs> then I'll be good for a while. Okay. But anyway, back to back to Bernard here. Yeah. Um, uh, I know he's excited to talk to us. I know he's excited about what he's gotten into this year with iRacing and everything. So I'm looking forward to hearing what he has to say. Well, let's not wait any any longer for crying out loud. Nobody wants to hear us talk. Let's. That's uh, true. Although you're going to hear a lot of me, unfortunately. I got excited. I get giddy. You know how I get. It's the girl in I me. Know. I get super giddy. Right. Uh, so, I, and I did. But now he and I are BFFs and it's all cool. Good. <laughs> and, we're, and we were twins today too. So That's anyway. right. You were. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, without further ado, or, or do, is that the word? Or What am I trying yeah. to say? That's good enough. <laughs> is it or do? What is it? You're the English teacher. A do. A do. A do. And what yeah. the hell does that even mean? It's let's do it. Let's, Without we waiting any further, here we go. Yeah. Here's Bernard Pollard uh, on with us today. Bernard, are you there? Yo. <laughs> Where are you at? I don't. Why am I not seeing you? But Mike sees you. Hold on. Let's see this. Let's see how you doing, sir? I'm good. How you doing, Mike? Can you there hear me? Uh, I can hear I can you. Hear Look, we're twins. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> 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 I'm so excited. That's hilarious. I got it yesterday and I was like, yes, yes, perfect timing. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Thank uh, you so much. <laughs> I'm like, we're twins. All right. Mike, you're so out of the game now. You gotta get a no, I you gotta, gotta get, get me one. <laughs> I'm just yeah, you look hot, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just waiting though, Bernard, because you know, uh, there's gonna be those people. I'm gonna be walking around and somebody's gonna not even know what the heck it is that I'm talking about. There. What is that supposed to mean? The Blackdale Jr. You know, you know what's going on. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> well, first of all, welcome to Track Smack. I am so stoked to finally get to talk to you in person. It's been yeah. so fun on Twitter to get to banter with you and go back and forth. Hey, that's hey, I thank you for having me. This is uh I'm excited. I told Brian, uh, so Brian kind of runs all of my he runs all of my stuff. I go, look, I go, Don is hitting you up. <laughs> I go respond to her because we've, we've had a lot of people ask us for podcasts and interviews and, and things of that nature. And I told her, I was like, dude, if Don hits you up. So he, <laughs> gave me, he said, he said, I got an email from Don. I said, all right, cool. I appreciate that. Awesome. <laughs> well, Bernard, first of all, uh, I, I want to welcome you, Bernard Pollard Jr., Super Bowl champion Bernard Pollard Jr. to yeah. our show. And uh, other folks know you, of course, on Twitter, Crushboy31, right? Isn't that what we go by? Crushboy31, yeah. There you go, yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, I've watched quite a few of your interviews, so I'm going to probably 
start the interview off with a question that you're asked, of course, to, to set it up. But then I want to go completely different from everyone else because that's what I do. <laughs> um, so first of all, I want you to explain the story of how you found NASCAR. Because, again, if it wasn't for COVID, I think, um, and some of these things, you probably would not have stumbled upon it. So I, to be honest with you, Dee, I, um, my wife was watching CNN. Mm-hmm. And so she was watching CNN. She was watching an interview with uh, Bubba Wallace. And so I'm just, I just happened to be going through the bedroom to look for something on my bedside table. And uh, I heard the, I heard Don Lemon say, uh, we're going to be interviewing NASCAR driver Bubba Wallace. So I go, Bubba, I go, that sounds like a brother. <laughs> so as I, I turn around and as he starts talking, I look at the TV, I go, hey, I go, babe, is that a brother? She's like, yeah. So <laughs> for me, I was like, so I, I kind of sat there, listened to him. Obviously, we all understand the, the climate we're in right now. And um, and I'm one where I am not, I am not, I don't bite on race bait. Mm-hmm. I, I, I need to hear for myself. I need to see for myself. And we I understand that things are going on in this country and have gone on for a long time that we need to fix. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I just sat there and just listened to the uh, interview. And after hearing them, I was like, you know what? I want to give NASCAR a chance because growing up, I'm from Indiana and I, I knew about NASCAR, but I didn't know about NASCAR. So I was just like, okay, 35 years on this earth. I have never given this sport. I know all about football. I know about the NFL. I know how the organization is ran, but I was like, I want to learn this sport because I've been told it's not, it's not, um, they don't allow blacks. It's there's no black drivers. People are racist, this, this and that, and thus and so. And I'm just looking like, I get that some of that may be true, but at the same time, I go, that can't be the majority. Yeah. It has been truly a blessing for me, D. I honestly, this has been so awesome. And I, I am, I, I have fallen in love with this sport. I really have. Well, and, and that's the thing too, is I, I have some friends of mine that are uh, ex NFL players. Uh, uh, my good friend, uh, Philip Tanner, who played up here with the Cowboys. Uh, I've been trying to get him out to a racetrack and, and he's yeah. been interested. It's just the timing stuff, but I told him, and, and mm-hmm. this is the one thing Bernard that you're going to freak on. I think uh, when you go to the race, no matter what, because you're used to your NFL days and I'm going to try to put it in perspective. It's the thing that sets NASCAR and racing even apart like NHRA racing I I was shocked when I went this past year to see the the uh amount of interaction between the drivers there with the fans but when you go to your race when when everything is lifted finally and you're able to go to a race and you see the access that fans have to the drivers you're just going to flip out because the only thing I can equate it to would be you being in the locker room like two minutes before the uh, the game's going to start up and fans are just walking in the locker room randomly and asking you for an autograph and you're trying to do your thing, you're trying to do warm-ups or you're out on the field doing warm-ups and fans are just able to walk up to you. And right. um, I mean, you're literally there sometimes for practices or qualifying and you are you can walk around the garage area and a daggum car will come hauling ass around the corner. near <laughs> And I mean, literally this far from you because they don't care. If you're over that yellow line, they don't care. You're, you're in their right. area. And I have watched people nearly get ran over. (laughs) So it's the access. I think that just it it will blow your mind as a professional athlete to see how involved the fans literally are able to be to be in this sport. And I think that it'll even give you more of an appreciation for it and for kind of what these drivers 
are dealing with, because, you know, you're, you get in your zone. You're in that, you know, tunnel vision. And here these guys are having to deal with, hey, can I, you know, right, <laughs> can right, I get right, a picture? Right. Can I get a selfie? You know? <laughs> yeah, that's so, awesome. So that is that's really awesome. What what has been the biggest surprise, though, to, to you know, going through this journey so far this season? I, I think, I think D, I, I think one of the biggest things were, and I'm still, I, I just talked about this the other day, but the negotiation to drive another number under another organization <laughs> uh-huh. during the season for the next season, I'm looking like, what? Like that, that, that is, that is crazy to me. Uh-huh. Um, and then the playoffs, how everything is set up. I'm looking like, dude, like it's really, I mean, guys are battling it out. Right. But you know, you see the playoff drivers in on the same track as other drivers who are just out there racing for a trophy sponsorships and everything else. But I'm looking like, where is the battle? And then at, when it's all said and done, it's going to be off of points. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking like, why not put all of these dudes, the playoff dudes, and let's, I mean, let's try to figure out like an elimination and just let them battle it out. Because these other cars are using for lap cars that they can use. And I'm looking like they use it for their strategy. And I'm looking like, that is nuts to me. So all of this is is still, I'm just like, whoa, 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 whoa. Because I'm learning. Even with you, I'm just learning that nobody's ever told me that. Where you can go down, a driver is practicing, qualifying, whatever it may be, and you can be in their space. Mm-hmm. And it, I, that, that's crazy. That's just flat out crazy to me. Yeah. And Mike and I will tell you. So the, yeah. the playoff system, which changed, we started calling it playoffs this past season, didn't we? Before it was the chase. And then we okay. only had that for yeah. a few years because the old way, Bernard, used to be they just counted points all the way up through the season. And there came a point where I want to say, Mike, was it when Matt Kenseth won? Yeah. He had the season finished one in like September. Yeah. Right? I mean, so there was still like 15 races yeah. to go and he had enough points. He was that far ahead, not because of necessarily wins, but because he was so damn consistent that he would just right. have top tens. And it made it boring. Who wanted to... to pay attention so they thought look every other sport has a playoff let's try to do this and they have tweaked it and 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 started with these different things and then the elimination round thing started just a few years ago and I have to tell you as a fan there's a lot of people that'll be like oh I want the old way back and that's how they are with everything this has made it so much more exciting and 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 I get what you're saying what I always thought was cool and and believe it or not like the last couple of seasons NASCAR has kind of let go of the, you know, they were just like really tight on, Hey, don't race the chaser, you know, the chase guys or the playoff guys don't race them hard and stuff. And people got pissed. It's like, look, these are supposed to be the guys battling that are the best of the best. Let them race. And that's, what's made it cool. Right. Mike, because now what you have is guys like Bubba Wallace or Eric Jones or Matt DiBenedetto, these guys that have are, tr- you know, trying to sign with new teams or looking for new teams a win is huge for them because that's sponsor potential or whatnot. You know, they're still, and not only that, Bernard, but those guys that have now been eliminated and and even the guys that didn't make the chase, they're still racing for positions at the end of the season where they end up. And that, that translates into owner points for the following season. So there's kind yeah, of like yeah. races within a race. It's, it's all confusing. Just wait till next season <laughs> when Daytona starts, because you're going to be confused as hell as to how we run Daytona. Daytona is different than any other race for qualifying and stuff. So, wow. <laughs> um, I should be there too. So I'm, 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 I'm oh, marking that one down. I should be there. Hopefully it'll be a, a great deal for you. And, and Daytona, it's an experience. You just have to do it. I mean, for sure. Yeah. So a huge track though huge track okay. so yeah. mike go ahead yeah, mike well, get us back on Bernard, track. i wanted to ask you uh have you 
picked out any tracks that you want to try to attend races at uh, in 2021? So Daytona is definitely one of them. Um, I mean, just that track and, and with me doing iRacing, that was probably the most fun I think I've had. I've had fun at all of them, right? But I think yeah. Daytona was the one that I just kind of like, just that draft and everybody's in line and you work in that thing. That's where I was just like, yo, I got to see this thing live. And I think racing on iRacing and then watching it on yeah. television, that was an amazing race. I mean, everybody kept saying, Bernard, the wreck is coming. The wreck is coming. <laughs> and, then, and then every time a wreck was coming, they, they go, that's not the big one. That's not the big And I'm looking like, wait, 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 wait a minute. The big one? What did the big one look like? And then when we saw, I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> so definitely Daytona. Um, I do want to go to uh, Talladega. I, I think uh, that's one that I do. I definitely want to attend. And I want to go to Bristol. Uh, everybody oh, yes. told me, they said, you got to go to Bristol, Bernard, because that is an amazing track. It's an amazing experience. So the, I think those three, there's other ones that I'm definitely going to go to. I definitely want to go to Kansas uh, Speedway as well. So, yeah. Uh, when good. you go to Talladega, well, yeah. get a tetanus shot first. That's rule number one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to say definitely Bristol because you live there in Tennessee, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, definitely Bristol. And also there, Bristol, if you ever go there, they have a really nice NHRA drag strip there as well, right there on the facility. And I'm not sure if you've ever watched drag racing, but uh, if you ever get a chance to attend uh, an NHRA drag race, uh, look up Antron Brown and some of those guys. Uh, then you talk about uh, if you think the stock car racing is fun, drag racing, it'll you'll love it too. So <laughs> that's and that's crazy. So I mean, for for me, I, I mean, drag drag uh, drag racing is 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 nuts. I've never been there, but then I heard uh, Bush talking about it after he's after his win. I heard the announcers or I heard Bush say, you know, I took kind of what I did with drag racing. I I applied that to my restarts, and I'm just looking like, dude, all of this kind of ties in. Uh, together with these guys, you know, these guys drag race, these guys uh, race what indie cars or whatever it may be. Um, so it's just like, man, like they are applying all of this stuff into NASCAR, into the Cup Series or whatever. It's it's phenomenal to me. I, I mean, this is all crazy because once again, I was told there's no strategy. All you do is turn left. You just press down on the gas pedal and you go. And I'm looking like, I'm telling everybody, I'm looking like there is strategy to this. I don't understand how that doesn't, you know, pull you in. Cause it, you know, when I saw it, I literally, it pulled me in and I'm just looking like, wow. And I watch every race from beginning to end. And just yeah. to hear the chief, uh, uh, the chief uh, crew the, or the, uh, the uh, spotters and, and uh, the, the guys that are communicating with the driver, I'm just looking like, dude, like you don't hear what they're saying. You don't see Denny Hamlin pull something where he bumped buddy in the back. Like was it uh, this past weekend? But buddy in the back to go around him. And I mean, I think he ended up finishing third or whatever. And I'm looking like, yeah. dude, that is for me, if I tried it on iRacing, that's like negative four points against me. And I'm looking like, <laughs> this dude is out here doing that. And I want to try it, but I'm looking Bump like, I, can't, I gotta get a license. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you ever get down to Texas, I got my virtual background in the background there, Texas Motor Speedway. Be sure and let us know because we can hook you up and get get you a hot pass and get you down well, in the pit area in the years. garage. Oh, okay. Yeah. Same thing with oh, Bristol. I have some, connect for that. And, I have and some connections barbecue. in Bristol. Yeah, I, I've got <laughs> people in Bristol, too, that can hook you up as well. So Okay. Well, you, let us know. Right. you let us know. <laughs> <laughs> Will do. And Mike bringing up our, our, our good friend, uh, and I say good friend. Everyone's my good friend once I've talked to him once. That's how I. Exactly, uh, right? 
<laughs> we're, we're, we're totally BFFs now. You don't know that, but um, no, Antron Brown. I told him. I mean, I have like been. I've stalked Antron, and I use the word stalk <laughs> in, in a in a good way. Um, I'm not gonna look at you any different. <laughs> Um, I loved Antron Brown, but you know, it's funny because this kind of leads into my next question. You know, you were talking about how you had heard or what your, what your thoughts were about NASCAR and the people and the race, you know, race relations and stuff. And yet it's funny because NHRA has pretty much the same crowd. I mean, demographic, and yet it is so much more diverse. They've not had the issues they've got. uh, I mean, they've had numerous black drivers, Antron and uh, a girl I've gone to school with ever since elementary school, Peggy Llewellyn. uh, She raced uh, the pro stock motorcycle series and was the first uh, female of color to win any pro motorsport series um in the country and so and it's just kind of weird how that stigma yet it's the same fan base it's it's weird but i wanted to know what you think especially with covid that has gone on this season the everything that's gone on as far as bubba and the race stuff and all how important do you think nascar's role has been in sports in general this season since they were pretty much the the first main sport to get up and running and, and showing how to kind of go about this model. What do you think? Well, I think, uh, D, when I look at it, and I, and, and I, I tell people all the time, I go, I, I like the way NASCAR's handling, handling their business, uh, with the way they brought the fans back, with the way that they attacked, you know, the racial uh, issues, allowing the drivers, allowing Bubba Wallace uh, to speak out. For me, watching the drivers rally around uh, Bubba Wallace I, and I remember talking to a couple of people I would I would say I'm looking like I, I asked him, I remember asking him I go was that real like you know because we all see we understand that things can be done on television and, um, they can be done on television to, to try to you know make it look good they can Hollywood it up right but everybody said Bernard that was as real as it gets mm-hmm. and um, I thought I, I, for me NASCAR is not only talking about it, but they're being about it. You know, when you look at the, the diversity that they're looking at bringing in leadership roles mm-hmm. uh, it, within the organization, within the company of, of NASCAR, when you look at, you know, as far as banning the Confederate flag and, you know, some people were pissed off about it or whatever, but at the end of the day, they're looking like, okay, we want people to feel included. And if this right here, this symbol makes people not feel included, we want to get rid of it because we want all people. We want to break away from that, you know, where black and brown people don't feel welcome, or we want to break away from that, you know, where where drivers, uh, black and brown drivers, don't feel welcome, whatever it may be. And so I look at that, and I'm just looking like this is this is leadership, you know. And I mean, the the, the president of NASCAR reached out to me, and him and I've had conversations, and it's just I, I'm just I sit back and I told you about Brian before we got uh, to going, but. I mean, we just talked about that and I'm just looking like this is awesome. And 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 I mean, I, I like what's going on because now all of a sudden now you have Michael Jordan coming in. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. you have, you know, you he's going to bring a, a, just a different uh, people that just look different. He's going to bring a mindset that's different. Uh so, you know, it's awesome to be able to see uh for me and and, and I mean just even the way once you know I, I I hit on it before but the, the way the they're bringing the fan base back in, mm-hmm. you know, I, I just I love it. And and you see you see the people showing up. You see the people talking. For me, I'm talking about it. I, I didn't know anything about NASCAR. I'm 35 years old. I'll be 36 in December. At 35, I just learned about the sport, and I've fallen in love with it. Think about what that could have been if, if this mess 35 years ago, you know, yeah. and it's not that I was, people told, they, they withheld it from me, but it was just looking like this was the stigma. 
And so now we got my kids, my son, the other day, my son's on the simulator, my daughter, my son, they, they're looking like dad, like, I want to ride, I want to drive, like, and I'm looking like, I'm here, here you go, like, go. Mm -hmm. And I mean, the drivers, the organizations have welcomed me and welcomed other people. It's awesome, dude. Yeah, that's what I was going to say is, you know, you've kind of been thrust into a little bit like you have a very important role. I feel, Bernard. I mean, uh, you do speak for a, a, a race. I mean, that that is naive and, and not naive in a bad way, but just doesn't right. know, um, you know. But the, the sad thing is the sad reality is that there was a time when that was the sport. And I have I have kind of used this analogy this season to uh, explain NASCAR's philosophy in, in a way that I feel like football fans can get <laughs> this season has been different because I will be honest with you last season, there were guys, there were pit crew members that wanted to take a knee. They were told right. not to, they were told it would be their jobs. If they did my, yeah. my equivalent to this is NASCAR has had to look at things the way Jerry Jones has had to look at things. And Jerry Jones threatened to fire any player that took a knee and he got, and finally the players were like, look, dude, you know, you're like a dad to us most of the time. So either you support us or you don't. Right. And, right. you know, he's had to swallow a little pride and, and whatever it is, but do what's best to show, you know, what not NASCAR. I feel like not only that, but they have become so much more diverse. Their crews and stuff have been diverse, but, but I'm not sure if you're aware, maybe now you are, because I'm sure you've been going back and looking at things, but there's been a long history of NFL players for, I mean, big time NFL players who have owned teams, who have been a part of teams. You know, Reggie White started the Drive for Diversity program with Joe Gibbs uh, a year before he passed away. But you've had um, Randy Moss, had Randy Moss Motorsports. Uh, you know, there's there's been a lot of guys that we we came, or I came into the sport. In fact, the little signs back there with Hall of Fame Racing with uh, Roger Staubach and Troy Aikman. And, right. you know, so but there's been a lot of guys that have been in Mike, tell, uh, tell Bernard, you're the biggest name that you know that well, and one of the funniest things that most people don't know yeah walter payton you know the great walter payton from the chicago bears he raced in the imsa series and competed in a in the <laughs> nissan grand prix right down here in san antonio in the uh that was like around 1988 89 the 90 season so he even he was a, a race car driver for a while yeah right. it's just sad because yeah. the sport grew it, it, you know, the Southern roots of it are, are pretty much gone. And the thing is, is the way to see that is you look at the drivers, there's very few drivers that are originally from the Southeast anymore. In fact, most of them now are from the Midwest or the West coast. Yeah. And so it's hard for, and I kind of sometimes feel bad for old school NASCAR fan because, you know, again, that's all they knew too, you know? Yeah. So, but the sport grew so much in the early two thousands and it, it really blew up. I don't know. I, I just feel like, I hope that, you know, especially from a fan, that's why I think that I've gotten so into like following you and I'm always commenting because I think you have a very pivotal role, especially among like NFL guy. And there's other NFL guys I know that are out there that are watching too, but once you and again, once you go to a race, the one thing that aggravates me the most is to hear people say these guys aren't athletes because they have right. no damn clue. The funniest thing is Mike and I can tell you we've gone to enough races where we've watched big old linemen or NBA players and stuff come in there. And uh, I remember Golden Tate was one that talked all kinds of crap until Jimmy Johnson said, come on down. 
home, you know, <laughs> um, and, and sung a whole different note once he got in the car with him. But well, my final question has nothing to do with uh, racing in general. I want to know from a guy who's known as the bone crusher and the Patriot killer. Uh, <laughs> I, and I watch you. I know you're commenting on games. Not sure if you were watching this game at the time, but I'm sure you've seen the highlight. Tristan Hill, his uh, hit Cowboys, Tristan Hill. Did you see his hit on uh, was it Carson? Is that? Yeah. On Chris Carson there with the Seahawks and people are dirty hit saying that he did an alligator roll and all sorts of stuff. What do you, what do you think? (laughs) It was a little dirty. (laughs) I'm sorry, but yeah, that was a, you just, you know, they, they did that. And and that's one thing that they tried to, to get away from. I remember a guy doing it uh, right before I got in the league in 06 and it was just one of those things that's looked down upon. Um, you know, yes, you want to be able to go. It's, it's a difference when you go to tackle a guy, your momentum is taking you away and you just got to kind of roll his body, but you roll his body with them opposed to you're grabbing a foot and then you take it and do a gator roll. Um, it was, it, it's questionable. I'm pretty sure he got a FedEx. I'm almost positive. He got a FedEx for that. Um, those are things in this sport. That's just not welcome anymore. Um, yeah. You know, I love the game of football. Uh, the game of football is completely – if I play t- in today's football, D, I will be suspended every game. <laughs> I already got fined when I played, when hits were legal. But it's just like you can't even – you can't even play football like that anymore because they yeah. changed the rules so much. And I, I'm a believer in – I tell people all the time, if you're going to change these rules, if you're going to do things like this, these guys need to go put – a a pair of pads on, a helmet, and they need to see what it's like when an offensive player goes to lower his head and then a defensive player goes to lower his head. You cannot penalize a guy because if an offensive player, when he lowers his head, guess what? When he lowers his shoulders, his head got to follow. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) we can't do anything about that, right? Right. So when a defensive player is lower his head, his head has got to follow. And so I think we're going to, and once again, I said before the season started, we're going to see Injuries like we've never seen them before. And we're seeing that this year. Uh, we're seeing torn ACLs, Achilles ruptures, uh, bicep uh, tendon tears. We're seeing all of this stuff like no other. But I, we're going to start seeing head and neck injuries like we have never seen them because these rule changes, you're trying to get a guy before he has a split second to make a decision. And so now all of a sudden you're saying, move your head out of the way when we go to make this tackle. Necks are going to start to get people are start to break necks. Things like that are going to start to happen, and they're going to have to readjust these rules because they're not good for the game. Now, let me ask you one more thing. Now that I have you, so I, because I can, um, you know, and I'm I'm ten years older than you, so I mean, you know. I, I think, too, what I have noticed, and it oh, it just aggravates me. I played basketball through college, so I do the same thing when I watch NBA and stuff. I get so frustrated because, to me, the fundamentals in the game are not being taught. I can watch college football now, and I don't even know why we have defenses anymore because I don't see any sort of defensive play. It, these high-scoring games, uh, you know, it, there's just no defense, really. And, and a lot of it, and I see it, I get so frustrated with my daggum Cowboys and their sorry secondary, um, but there's just no tackling, like the tackling skills. Oh, I do. That's me. I'm sorry. Um, but you know, because there's just no tackling there, it's poor tackling. They're, they're not, everyone's trying to go for that, that big hit and not, you know, you know, just wrap them up, get them down and, and get to the next play. Do you feel like, I mean, that that's led to a lot of this too, is because 
you know, you've just gone away from the fundamentals and, and it's gotten more to let me see how loud of a pop I can get. Let me see, you know, I got to make a name. You know, I need this kind of notoriety thing. It's I, I just feel like professional sports a lot of times has gone away from being a team sport and, and really gotten more into trying to be an individual who gets noticed on a team. Well, you know, D, it's funny that you say that because I, I, the way the NFL is going, they want more points, obviously. You know, college college football, I say this, I'll watch some college football, but I, it's hard for me to watch 18 and 19-year-olds, 20-year-olds who are not being taught correctly go out there and play football. I just don't trust it. And, mm-hmm. I mean, we see sloppy football play. And this is one of the reasons why you can have 10,000 available players for the NFL draft and only 254 of them get drafted. So that's for a reason, right? Yeah. So when we look at that, when we see that, it's just, it's you know, I, I, I'm not a big college – sorry, my phone ringing on the back, at the back end. Sorry. But, um, <laughs> you know, so we see that with – college sports now when we talk about the pro level sports you know it's one of those things where you're having the missed tackles guys don't know what to do now you know uh guys don't know how to tackle a quarterback these days why because anything you do if you take them to the ground it's a penalty yeah so now you have where in some games you might wrap the quarterback up they blow the whistle fast you let them go in some games you wrap the quarterback up they don't blow the whistle you let them go and they're looking like the quarterback's still evading the rush and then he completes a 50-yard pass mm-hmm. so defensive players in today's football especially in nfl football they don't know what to do when you play this game and you know this, you know, playing basketball, you can't play this game thinking mm-hmm. you got to go, you got to go play. Yep. And mm-hmm. now they're causing, they're, they're, they're wanting defensive players to think, well, you can't think because when you think that's when mistakes happen. And when you talk about, you know, how this game has gotten more of an individual game, I can agree with you to a certain extent on that. I look at what was, what's happening in NFL football. Patrick Mahomes is awesome. He is he is freaking phenomenal. Is he worth a half a billion dollars? Yeah. I, ah, I don't know. When you do when you're doing things like that, when you're paying players according to their skill set, all of a sudden you open a can of worms to another player that's saying, "Okay, I have a skill set that nobody can touch. Give me half a billion dollars," and they're going, "No." Well, he going, well, you don't think I'm like Patrick Mahomes? I'm, I might be in another position, but you don't care about me like you cared about him. Mm-hmm. So, you know, paying these quarterbacks, the base, the minimum is $100 million for a quarterback these days. That's the minimum. That's and crazy. he can be bad, but he's going to get $100 million. And so, you know, when you start doing things like this, you set the bar. Mm-hmm. And now guys don't – football is sloppy to me. Football is sloppy. But guys are getting paid and you're showing your you are just showing your hand and it's just you lose a lot of that. You, you, you lose, I would say, your team, you lose power. You know, these owners, these GMs, you're losing power. Patrick Mahomes holds all the power right now. He's a half a billion dollar player. Mm-hmm. What can you tell him? Nothing. Yep. To be honest with you, nothing at all. Yep. No, I, I agree. That's why here, like in Dallas, you know, it's like every other day, the story, of course, is Dak. Is he going to get paid? Is he going to get paid? You know? <laughs> I mean, yeah. So. He ain't, hey, Dak, Dak is not a half a billion, but no. he, he should be considered a $125 to $130 million quarterback. Um, but, you know, the problem with that is all of a sudden he's seeing what's happening in Kansas City. He's seeing what's happening to other organizations. And he's looking like, okay, I'm a gamble on myself because this is what I'm worth. Y'all, they thought they was worth this. I play the same position. I'm putting up numbers. And this is the problem that we're having. Mm-hmm. And this is why NFL players are not 
never on the same page. No, I, well, thank you for that. I'm glad that I got to talk to you about that. And thanks for, <laughs> no, seriously. It's like, I love, I mean, that's part of it. We talk racing a lot, but Michael tell you, I, I digress oh, and go here, 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 here. So, uh, <laughs> we appreciate you. I would love to have you come back on to anytime. Uh, Let me know. yeah. Uh, cause especially once you get, see right now you're in that like feel good and, and you like everybody. So once we get into <laughs> next season, you'll start finding the drivers that why well, you respect them, but there's going to be the ones where you're like, yeah. <laughs> but see, I don't know. So, so D, a lot of people tell me that. And, and so this is the way I look at it with football. So I played this game and, and I don't like, like the Baltimore Ravens fans bash me, give us back, give us back our ring. And I'm looking like, wait a minute, time out. You tell me what time, when did you go take a snap at any point when I was on the football field? How are you going to tell me to give you back something that you're not even allowed in the doors? You can't even go in a facility. But, you know, you know, but people get so upset, but it's to the point now where I just I look at it. I don't have a favorite football team. Mm -hmm. You know, I play for four different organizations. I don't have a favorite team. I watch the game of football. And I think when I look at uh, when I when I look at uh, NASCAR, obviously, I'm I'm an old guy. I'm a I love veteran players. Uh, Denny Hamlin, Mark Jewish Jr., Kevin Harvick. Those are guys that I'm just looking like, whoa, I'm just I just like them because they're veterans. But I can't pick out. I'm still trying to figure out to this day why everybody hates Joey Logano. I'm trying to figure oh. out why, like, you know, you know, I'm, I, I like uh, Kurt Busch. I like Kyle Busch. Everybody's like, Kyle Busch is a dickhead. Like, this dude's <laughs> like, he's a jerk. And I'm just looking like, this man cares about the, the sport. Like, he cares about losing. Like, he doesn't want to lose. He wants to win. But you're coming down on him. But I'm, I, I like all of those cats. Like, and I'm just, I don't dislike anybody. I just, I'm, I'm amazed at the driving ability. So I don't know if I'll ever be able to have a favorite driver. I do have a collection of diecasts right over here. My office is completely changed. So I'm just like, I get everybody, like I try to get everybody diecast or whatever, but I don't know if I'll ever have a favorite driver. Well, Mike and I will tell you, go ahead, Mike, go ahead. I just want to say one thing real quick, just listen to you. To make your first race experience go really, really well, when you get to the track, be sure and rent a, a scanner and headset. Yes. So you can yes. listen to the drivers because you will hear all kind of crazy stuff on the, <laughs> right. over the radio. I was going to say. It, it'll make your experience much better. I was going to say. Cool. I'll do that. And I'll, I'll put it in terms, again, using football terms that you, it will make it easier. So, the yeah. pit, so Joey and Brad are the Patriots. They are the Bill Belichick. They have bought into the system. Um, I, we use the Spurs analogy. They are, they are Spurs, you know, they are Popovich people. They, that's Pinsky guys. And I love Brad Keselowski. I've always loved, he's very respectful to media too. I, I just like the way when, he, when you talk to him, he's going to talk to you and say your name when he talks to you. So it's like, you just feel like he's into, you know, he's listening to you. Yeah. But he, they are there. He will tell you, I'm not here to make fans or to make friends in this garage. I'm here to win races. That's it. And people can't stand that. Um, So, but they are very focused. That's why they don't like Joey. And Joey, they don't like because Joey came in. He was rushed into the the Cup Series early, and they called him the greatest thing since sliced bread. He was brought in when he was 19, and he was it was a little too early. And so when he was with Gibbs, he didn't have the success that they thought he was going to. Then he went to Penske, and and it. Kind of, you know, him and Brad work very, very well together. And it just kind of rolled from there that and he's from the East Coast. He came from money, you know, so that kind of rubbed the Southeast people the wrong way. Um, <laughs> Kyle Bush, I, I like to compare him. I put it in wrestling terms. He is the greatest heel 
I mean, he plays the heel role to a T. Um, and he will, he will, you know, egg the, the, the crowd on, you know, to, to get them to boo him. He totally buys into it. My problem with Kyle is he is so damn talented. He is the most talented driver, even more talented than Kevin Harvick out there. On the, I mean, literally right. the most talented driver in the series. Races just like Dale Earnhardt or Sr. used to. Very, I mean, you can compare the two of them. The problem is he, and Harvick used to be like this. Harvick grew out of this. He gets in his own head and he's his own yep. worst enemy. And that's why, like, right now, we were so pissed this last week in his post-race interview when, not this last week, the week before, when he said, we'll be eliminated in the next round. I mean, I'm going to be very blunt and excuse my language, but I was like, what the F? If I'm your sponsor, why in the hell am I putting money into you? If I'm your team, screw you for giving up, you that. know. But that's what he does. And and he he throws tantrums a lot, and he'll take it out. And he's very guilty of taking it out on his team. I mean, you have to have a thick skin to drive with him. That right. rubs people the wrong way sometimes. Um, his brother was the same way. And then all of a sudden, his brother went through a lot of stuff personally. And to see Kurt Busch nowadays, he grew. That's the thing with Kyle is Kyle just hasn't grown up. And I mean, honestly, in my opinion, he's very childish acting sometimes. But then you'll see him off the track. And there's things that he's doing with his wife, Samantha and stuff that they're doing off. the. And all of these guys are amazing guys. They do a lot of charity work. They do a lot of stuff. I just, I like, I look at it from an athlete's point of view. And so he's the kind of guy that if I had him on my team, it's like, I, I, he's the guy that a coach likes. He's got that natural ability, but coaches won't go to him. They'll go to the dude with the heart more than they will him because you just never know what his mind frame is going to be. And I'm telling you, Bernard, he probably could have had what Mike, at least four or five more championships had he not have been in his own head and screwed himself. What? Yeah. Yeah. That's how good he is. <laughs> that is how good. And Kevin Harvick, the same way. Harvick could have had more championships, but he used to do the same thing. He's changed since he had kids. Yeah. Honestly. I, I, I did hear somebody say that. Yeah. He, Being a dad changed him. And Kyle, too, for a little bit. Yeah. For a little bit. Well, a, a lot of the guys. <laughs> Even Joey, Don. Yeah. When, you know? Kyle's just um and 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 again that's what I love to hate about him is cuz I do respect him and I there's so much talent there that you know and and like I said he is the perfect heel because he is amazing and and you have to have a heel you you got to have the you know the black hats and the white hats out there but um Bernard I, I just want to say you're going to love it when you get you're going to get hooked <laughs> when you go to your first race you're going to be a fan for life so Mike, I'm I'm already hooked Mike I don't even know what it's going to be like after I go to the race man it's going to be crazy I don't know but if Enjoy. you if, Yes. And, and let if, us know what you think. Yeah. And absolutely. If we can ever get at the same track together, like we would have so much fun. Just let me <laughs> <Yeah>. know. <laughs> I want to run a show with you. We, we get it absolutely. in. Absolutely. All right. All right. Thank you, Bernard. Thanks for going a little longer with us, too. Oh, you're fine. Thank you for having All me. All right. So good to have you on. And thanks for the shirt. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And, oh, well, let me remind folks. BernardPollard.com. Go there to get your shirt and mask. I need to get a mask now, too. So Yeah. <laughs> I'm, hey, that's, ex- that's super exciting. All right. Thanks so much, Bernard. Have a great afternoon. Thank you. Bye-bye. You as well. Oh, my God, Mike. He just, he kills me. He cracks me up. He's so energetic. Oh, that's why I yes, think I did. got so like, you know, because I'm feeding off his energy. A lot of energy. And I the excitement. You can tell he's excited about going to, looks like Daytona. Mm-hmm. It's going to be his first, you know, race in 2021 that he'll get to. And um, I, Bernard's going to, you know. Really enjoyed uh, those cars are really fast at that track. And um, 
he's gonna that's a good good place to see a race uh, uh, i hope he hope he has a good time i hope he takes my advice and gets the headset and the scanner he'll, he'll and do the whole shebang all, the whole thing so. yeah he will uh, i know and i'm i knew i forgot to talk to him about some stuff because the guys i know like freddie craft and the others they've been trying to get him to they're trying to set something up to get him in a car. Cause I know he was at first, he's like, Oh no, 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 I'm good. I'm good. But I want to, I need to find out if, if he's made any, you know, especially now that he's doing his iRacing thing, he's got to get yeah. the real feel. Well, they ought to make him grand marshal. Dude. Okay. When, yeah, when he said he's been talking with NASCAR president, I'm like, well, yeah. Whoa. I mean, that's pretty big. If, uh, huh. um, Steve, I guess it is, 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 do you think it's Steve or is it Mike? Mike's yeah. up there in the, in the upper echelon. Yeah, okay, but it's Steve. That's probably Steve. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, he's a suit played on the Super Bowl winning team. Got a ring, put him in the pace car. <laughs> let him drive the pace car. Right. Let him, let him do it all. <laughs> Just all. At, I mean, hell, Dale, yeah. Dale Jr.'s done it all at Daytona. Let, let Bernard do it all, all at one time. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> he can wave the flag from the pace car. <laughs> That's right. So, oh my goodness. Now, he's going to have a good time. And I hope he gets out to some of the other tracks. He talked about Bristol, Kansas. I mentioned coming down to Texas. Uh, I, I have a feeling, Don, once he gets the one race, he's going to get hooked and he'll be making the, the, the rounds as many races as he can. And I hope he takes his kids with him too, because I forgot to tell him, you know, that's, that's an experience that young kids, they'll, 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 they'll never forget that as well. I know when you said Kansas at first, I, I like, well, there's a track people don't mention usually as being like one of their tracks that they want to go to. I'm like, so it must have been from iRacing or something that he's like really yeah. gotten into it or something. But um, anyway, I don't know. But that was so much fun. I loved having him on. I'm so like thrilled that he has found NASCAR. And and, and again, I do, I do think that he he it's important. I, I really do think that. I mean, the more people that learn about the sport and learn that, you know, us folks watching it, we're not all bad people. And, you know, there's a few bad apples, but there's a few bad apples in, in all sports, unfortunately, in this world. But um, the more the more we, you know, show ourselves and show what we're not going to stand for and what we won't tolerate, the better this world will be, I think. Yeah, I definitely agree. And so. definitely our sport has gotten better. So for it. Yes. Yeah. But well, well, that was fun, Mike. I appreciate yeah. uh, you jumping on and being a part. And I'm glad glad I could be. That was that was fun. I <laughs> love the excitement. I, I just can't wait to hear the follow up. Now, got to have him on. You know, after he's been to a race, and he can tell us what he thought, what yeah. he, what his experience was like. So. Hopefully, we get back to the track soon next season, and we can do it live with him. Yes, exactly. I hope I'm hoping so. <laughs> that would be so much fun. All right. Well, guys, we will touch base. Oh, before we go, uh, two things. Make sure you visit BernardPollard.com um, is where his T-shirts are. And he's got masks and some other things up there. But go and grab a the Blackdale Jr. Hashtag Blackdale Jr. T-shirt um, like I have on right now. And you can you can pick those up there. And then also make sure you go and check out Mike just did a NHRA SmackCast update. And that is up at the website right now currently also for anyone who's been listening and wondering where the hell are your podcasts we, we're not seeing them <laughs> um, updated lately on the podcast networks um, we've had a little bit of a snag and it's due to the COVID stuff unfortunately but um, a company that we had been working with uh, has just kind of had some some trouble here over the last few weeks and hasn't been able to 
upload our deals for us. So we're kind of going, having to go back ourselves now and figure that whole process out and learn how to do that. We will get them up. We will get them all caught up. But no matter what, you can find them at tracksmackradio.com, Mike's website at racedaysa.com. You'll find a link there as well. But you'll find us and, and yeah. we'll get it taken care of as soon as, as we learn how. <laughs> <laughs> the best place to just go to tracksmackradio.com and my my NHRA uh, update is a uh, Gator Nationals that took place this past weekend. So Perfect. If you missed out, want to hear the uh, interviews, check it out. And we'll be back later this week with a recap of Vegas and a preview of where are we at now? Talladega? Talladega. Get your tetanus yeah, shots Dega. like I told. Yeah. So we'll have a preview of that as well later in the week. Make sure you grab your fake legs and appendages and bring and i only say that because that's like i've heard that story from like four or five different people about drunk women with fake legs in the infield of talladega you've never heard that no i've heard some stories I've from some crew guys women, but not, not fake leg women <laughs> i heard i mean you know it's right up there with like drunk midget stories and stuff but yeah no, um it is talladega never know <laughs> anything goes <laughs> That, especially in that, in that infield. That's what I'm saying. I mean, are they allowing, are they allowing any fans at this race? If I had to take a guess, I, I don't know, Mike. We'll have to see. That's why we'll do a show later in the week because we'll actually research yeah. shit that we talk about before. We... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why look things up? We'll just take a guess. And, you know, we got a 50% chance of being right. <laughs> That's true. They are either there or they're not there. I'm, I'm going to go with the glass half full. Um, no, we'll see. We'll have all of that stuff for you um, later on in the week. So uh, hopefully hopefully this brightened your day like it did ours. It totally made my Tuesday being able to. Yeah. Um, it's to a great, talk. great show. So. All right. Well, we'll see you later all on right. in the week. Bye, Mike. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.